0: This is WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Well, I just hope that um, you had a wonderful Christmas and New Year's, and this is the first show of the year. And we want to say welcome glad back Thank you for listening. It's so great to have you as an audience. And I want to start off our show today by reading Scripture, reading Psalm 91, uh, just into your hearing. And um, I just pray that it just blesses you. Amen. And it starts, Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust, and his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that waiteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shall thy behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. This shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. And thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shall thy trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on, on, on high because he have known my name and he shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him and with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Oh, hallelujah. What an awesome, awesome promise. Amen. We are promised protection from every danger, sickness, disease, assault, crime, tornadoes, fire, and any other threat to our safety and well-being. God's protection isn't always automatic. We have to do some things, right? we things that we have to do in order for God to be our refuge. Hallelujah. And I'm reminded that the Bible says that the anointing breaks the yokes. And we don't want to go into 2024 with 2023 bondages and yokes upon us and feeling the heaviness and the weight of 2023. So right before we get good into the year, we want to do a couple of things. We want to, first of all, have expectation and anticipation for what possibilities can be created for 2024 and the union that we have with Jesus Christ to support and to help and to strengthen us so that we would achieve every single one. I just want to remind you of the power that we have, the anointing that we have. And my urge to you would be, brethren, let's anoint our homes, our children, our families, ourselves. Let's start the year off anointing ourselves. Remember that the holy oil, the anointing oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, right? And I want to read you Exodus 40 and 9, and it says, Get the anointing oil and anoint thy holy tent and everything in it and set it apart, the holy tent and everything that belongs to it, then it will be holy. And so that, that, this is a, a time in the beginning of this year. I know a lot of people take this time to fast and to pray, but we want to make sure that we anoint our homes, our habitations, the things that we have, our possessions, that we would anoint them. Luke 10 and 19 says, Behold, I have given you authority, right? Over all the power of the enemy and to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and nothing shall injure you. It's our job and our duty to anoint our homes and to set the tone and the authority. And we want to do it right out. We remember uh, Ephesians 6 and 12 for, the, for our struggle. Is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers and against the powers and uh, and the world forces of this darkness. It's against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. We get a way to appropriate our faith for supernatural protection, and we believe right supernaturally that God is able to protect us amen and and to anoint our homes with oil, we are able to do that. God has given us that authority to be able to do that and we realize that oil represents the power of the Holy Spirit and it's a symbol of faith in God's ability to cleanse and make holy. It truly is an act of consecrating our home to the Lord oh I, I we wouldn't have. Anything if it wasn't for for him, right? He gives us the mind, the strength, the ability. We want to give it back to him, you know? A lot of times the form, the oil, is it really important if you use canola oil? I know most people and myself, we use olive oil. Right. The purest oil. It reminds me, too, of Israel when I went and uh, and and watching them and how they 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 pressed uh, the olives and and they made the olive oil and the virgin olive oil is 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 the second press of oil. But um, but we get to to anoint our homes. And so let's take this opportunity to do it you know, and, and to sanctify your homes back to the Lord, you know. And uh, this show is kind of dedicated to thinking about that. Doing, anointing your home in faith, believing, amen, that that God is able to protect our homes and our families. Amen. And you'll be like, well, what do I say? Well, basically, we want to anoint the home, the windows, the doorways. And and as we anoint them, we're declaring them to be holy unto the Lord, right? And we're asking God that he would cleanse our homes of every unclean spirit, every human spirit that does not belong, amen, and to begin to rebuke the power of darkness and any attempt of the enemy against our home and our families. And we do this in Jesus' name. We bind hindering spirits. We bind the spirits of the prince of the air, any evil forces. And we command them to take their hands off of our spirits, souls, bodies, hearts, minds, emotions, material things, Children, animals that are in our home. And binding our mouth, eh, you know, sometimes we say some things. We speak sometimes evil things out of our own mouth in our homes. And I mean, I think those things can stick. Can you imagine a home that is saturated with prayer? I mean, uh, the 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 wallpaper, it's saturated with years of prayer. And you can sometimes feel it when you go into the atmosphere. But bring and invite the presence of the Lord in your home. And, you know, instantaneously, I mean, you feel the presence of God when we begin to consecrate our things, our homes, our families, ourselves to the Lord. How often do you do it? Do it as often as it comes to your heart and mind to do. Or or sometimes, you know, um, I've heard people say that if they've had prayer meetings or they've had people in and out of their homes, they anoint their homes again because pe- people carry personalities, spirits, and things, and you don't want those to be deposited and left in the home. Now, some people, they don't believe that's okay. I'm talking to those that sense a presence that they feel is not as 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 calm and beautiful. That's not God's spirit, and He said, "Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try this spirit to see whether it be of God. It's in the Word, right?" And I mean, sometimes you could walk past a person and you could feel like real uncomfortable, and you just don't know why. I'm not trying to debate it, you know. Look, that's I don't feel that with everybody. And they say children and animals, dogs especially, can sense people's spirits and presence, you know. Some people, a dog is friendly. Like, I don't know what got into my dog. He's always so friendly and wags his tail at people. But this particular person, they're growling, you know. And so we believe in discernment. We believe God. And there's some people who are just saturated in evil. They speak evil things. You you know, you can feel the the presence of darkness upon them. And some people are like, wow. Some people are just very peaceful and and very safe. You feel safe around them, and you want to be around them. Their spirit attracts you to them, you know? And you're like, wow. And so you might be like, Well, why are you talking about that in in as as your first show of the year? But, you know, why not? Like we 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 take for granted that this, you know, we're aware, but we really don't act and walk like we're aware that there's good and there's evil. This flesh and this spirit, there's demonic forces and powers. You know, as we read early in Ephesians, you know, there are false teachers and prophets. There are there are spirits that that gather that 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 move as a tribe. You know, there's people that are continuing to live in in rejection and fear and intimidation and torment. Those are sp- spirits, you know, and so. Um, we we want to, you know, denounce those things. Um, sometimes you might have to rededicate your life back to the Lord or you might find yourself attracted to something that you know is not godly. Like nobody has to tell, you know, we're grown, some of us, and nobody has to tell you if the way you talk to someone or treated someone is wrong. You should feel that. You know, my prayer is often that, Lord, do not let me not feel your conviction. The minute we don't feel conviction, we we ought to be concerned. If you can do something, hurt someone, and you don't feel convicted or bad about it, you know, and bad sometimes isn't good enough, but it's a start. Uh, you might feel bad about it. You know, OK, but but conviction, when you're convicted about it, one, you know, pick it up so quickly. Again, you, you, you're very sorrowful. And oftentimes it will cause you to want to go back and correct it. Right. And you just feel bad that you're feeling. Oh, I feel bad. comes and goes. And later you're not feeling bad about it. You know, you just already talked yourself into it but we we want to start our year off humble and submissive to the word of God and 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 utilizing our discernment and and putting on the full armor of God that we may be able to stand against the tricks of the enemy because we are God's people are beginning to be tricked we're so caught up in so many things We've got our children engaged in so many things, you know. I I want my granddaughter to be able to participate in, in music classes and, you know, ballerina classes and all those things. But I would urge her parents to recognize when it begins to come again Sunday or Saturday, the day that you are prepared to recognize Christ, don't. So easily give up that day. It could, wh- whatever the day that your family chooses, you hold to that. I wonder, uh, out of all the days of the week, why do you have to play Pop Warner sports on Sundays? These kids have to go to these teams, these games, so don't their parents, and God always gets cheated. You know? And it's the system; it's the way we 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 allow we allow we allow these things. We we allow the enemy to take precedent and to begin to chip away at our values and what we believe. It's time to stand. I, I remember that that song. Stand up for right. Join in the fight. Be a soldier for Jesus. Stand up for what is right. Join in this Christian fight. Be a soldier for Jesus. And oh, I just, I remember. Paul was talking to Timothy and he said, what soldier entangles himself in the cares of this world? Ask yourself this question. Are you entangled up, caught up in the cares of this world more than the cares of the Lord, of the gospel, of spreading the good news? And another thought that I've been pondering on is, are we going through the motions, but yet we're cowardly? I had to think about that. A coward would be somebody that shies away, right, from, from what they know to be right. We know it is right to spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We we want to let people know, hey, I've got some good news that a man called Jesus died on a cross to give us a new beginning, a new chance with him that we can have everlasting life and that we don't have to live under the bondage and the weight of sin. That's good news. Wouldn't it be good news if you heard that, and I've heard rumors of this, but that that there's uh the government is going to take away all your debt. wouldn't that be good news, and wouldn't you want to share that? Or you find out, hey, I was driving, and there was long lines outside, and I stopped. And I was like, oh, what, what's this line for? And they said, oh, they're giving away good, tu- uh, free turkeys. I never saw it or heard it in the paper or anything, but it was spread by word of mouth. People told their friends the good news of getting this free turkey. We have good news. Our good news is reminding people that they too can have liberty and freedom in Jesus Christ and that he loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the news. That's what we want to entangle ourselves with. We want people to know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And you might have spent 2023 or even the last few weeks of 2023 and you were down and depressed and you're feeling you're beating yourself up. You don't feel worthy. I hear a lot of people saying that. A lot of God's people are not feeling worthy. They don't feel loved or cared about. They feel that no one would notice if they weren't around. That hurts my heart, really, to think that a human being on this earth doesn't feel valued or cared about and yet surrounded by so many people. And, and saints, let me tell you, there's a lot of people out there that feel this way. A lot of people feeling condemned. Uh, I I mean, we, we have to let go of some of those biases and judgments that we have. I have to remind myself more and more that, you know, only get into the business or the concerns that the Holy Spirit has led you into. You know, not everybody wants your wisdom. That's what I'm finding out. Not not everybody wants to know. Not, not everybody wants what God has. Well, they want part of it, but they don't want all of it. Or oh, they want the blessing, right? they 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 want to be um they want to be cared for they want to uh have all the benefits that the lord has to offer right they they want to be delivered they want to be set you know on high they they, they want the benefits they want to be loved they want to be blessed you know they want they want god to answer their prayers They want God to relieve them of trouble and hardships. They want God to honor them and, of course, satisfy them. But they don't always want to abide. They don't always want to listen to what God is saying in this season, what it is that he's asking you to give up in this season. season. But when we anoint our homes and when we anoint ourselves and our children, and we begin to make our homes altars and quiet spaces to dwell in for God, when we begin to make God our priority, oh boy, I, the, the the anguish sometimes to feel and hear the Lord say, first, seek me. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. First, seek me. Mm. Seek me. And we'll see the shifts in the atmosphere when we invite him in and we ask him to dwell there, dwell in our hearts and dwell in our homes. We wouldn't be so easily tricked, so easily used. God is a God of of love. He knows exactly where we are. He knows exactly what it is that we need, and he wants us to finish strong. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. We are a people who have been overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, of their testimony. We're people. We've overcome hardships. We've overcome. We've watched those in the word of God who have gone before us. They've overcome some very hard situations, right? We've, we've watched them. We, we've read their stories. We've been amazed. And I know the Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Our faith, as we continue to hear the word of God, we get strengthened. Hallelujah. We thank God for his mercy, and we thank God for his grace. We thank God for what it is that he has allowed our hands to achieve and to accomplish. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy. It says in Hebrews 11, and and we're coming to an end. That through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And so what that lets us know is that just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just have the faith. Just speak it. Believe it. Expect it. Amen. And we're going to see the fruits. Talk about those in the Bible, Abel and Enoch. You know, how without faith it's impossible to please God. And he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So as we begin this year, 2024, Let's diligently seek the Lord. Let's put him first. And don't forget to anoint your homes. You've been listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. And I say don't give up. Don't let go. And remember, greatness is in the inside of you. Blessings.